What's up? This is episode 27 of KT Confidential. Today we have the great privilege and company of Rod from Pro Results Plumbing and Joel from Lions Valley Carpentry. Enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? Thanks for joining us today. Uh, today on episode 27 of KT Confidential, we've got Rod and Joel. Rod from Pro Results Plumbing and Joel from Lions Valley Carpentry. Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. First plumber and carpenter on the podcast. Right. Perfect. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. You'll feel priv- privileged after uh, after sitting here, and we'll gladly hand you the invoice for attending. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> I, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we generally just like to start off with getting a history on you guys. So I don't know which one of you want to start, but just, you know, tell us your, uh, some people call it an origin story or, you know, where you're from, where you started, where you're at now, what you do. Go ahead, Joel. I'll let you start. Okay, sure. Very yeah. kind of you. Thank you. Thank you, Rod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm from the Oakville area, born and raised. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, always kind of was interested in getting into the trades uh, from an early age. So um, my brother and I were, you know, we're kind of into skateboarding. And um, in the summer times, we'd kind of steal our dad's tools and build little ramps for us and our friends and realize that we could kind of do it a little better than our friends could. And um, yeah, through high school, I had a really, really good uh, woodshop teacher. Shout out Mr. Bradley, cool. um, who kind of really kind of showed me that there was more to schooling than just um, education and, and post-secondary education primarily with universities. So mm-hmm. um, he encouraged me to take a look around for apprenticeship programs, and that's what I did. And, yeah, it just kind of snowballed, and here I am, um, 29. We started our own company a couple of years ago, and, yeah, ball's been rolling and getting uh, getting better and better every day. Cool. Yeah. It's actually interesting you say that about school because I, I – hated school mm-hmm. uh, but there were certain courses such as woodworking where like it just resonates with you and you thoroughly enjoy it yeah and you can kind of like it just makes a huge difference when you enjoy what you're doing so sure. and when you have a good teacher yeah yeah so. absolutely yeah. what what um what facets of carpentry like do you, you what kind of jobs are you doing um Right on now. a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. So right now I'd love to get, um, my background was in home building through apprenticeship program um, and through my early, early phases as a licensed red seal carpenter. Um, but going out on my own, you know, capital could be a bit of an issue, some cash flow. So doing uh, renovations, additions, um, we're doing a lot of work uh, for real estate agents actually that are looking to kind of smash down some walls and help raise the value of homes. And so that's been a great, great uh, thing for us. So I'd love to get back into the, the home building market. Um, some of my background was working on a couple uh, television shows, renovation shows as the contractor behind the scenes. So that keeps us busy during the summer months. And then during the winter, we kind of pick and choose um, kind of one or two homes to renovate. And that's a kitchen or a, or a full kind of redo. Then that's I'm really doing. curious as to what shows now. Yeah, well, if you check my Instagram, you can see I do um, save my reno through. Yep. Um, I'm one of the contractors there through um, HGTV, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we're approaching our second season. And um, Rod and I actually met on a couple of shows for them too. And yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. Cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's it's unique. It's definitely um, a lot of standing around and drinking coffee, and you know, putting in flooring with no nails because you have to pull it out later to to do it properly. And <laughs> but uh, you got to make a TV show, so we're not we're there to kind of just pick up the pieces after they're gone. And, yeah. So they're there, like you're. I mean, they're filming you. Are they like? How involved do you get with like, like you're saying you're doing things, but you're not really doing things. How does that work? Yeah. So it, it depends on the show, especially. Um, but for a lot of the, a lot of the time we're kind of there during the week. And then when they, the pr- production company will let us know what they need to see. So we'll leave, uh, we'll leave some things out um, or do something in maybe a bit of a, a funny order, but on TV it looks, you know, it looks normal because 
it's the it's yeah. show business. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's more work for you, I would imagine. Some, sometimes it is more work. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just got to learn how to quote that properly. But, um, you know, the hosts are great and, and they're skilled guys. Um, you can't expect them to do, um, you know, 22 episodes of $50,000 press projects by themselves. So they need they need some help and we're happy to offer. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And Rod does all the plumbing for, for us on those shows and for other uh, other shows, too. So. And it covers all of Rod's story. There you go. <laughs> cool. Thank you. That's nice to know. Lions Valley Carpentry. That's it. That's me. You got on the Instagram, Instagram page? Yeah. We are on Instagram. Yeah. I try to try to get to that as much as I can. But. Did you finally get business from it? I have gotten a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, um, it's kind of just, it's a mobile portfolio that everyone has in their pocket. My first boss used to have an old, um, like, sports card kind of do a tank book with pictures of his projects. And um, yeah. we just say type in Lions Valley on your phone and, and they got our portfolio right there. So. Yeah. So on Save My Reno, you've probably worked with uh, Sabrina Smelko. Yes. Yeah. A local Miltonian. Oh, um, that's right. Her dad yeah. uh, was a past client of mine in a previous life and uh, um, he's an avid um, auction goer. Oh, is that right? So. Um, yeah, she, she was great working with her and uh, and Sebastian too. Yeah. 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 She's moved out west now, I think. So that's right. Yeah. Not No longer in Milton, but uh, yeah, small world. Mm-hmm. So Rod, where do I begin? So um, we actually have a sort of a, a tie to Rod because Rod's wife is actually the manager of our brokerage, and um, but that's not really why <laughs> you're here today. Although she did give you a good plug. <laughs> nice. So we're, I'm actually we're immigrants to this country. So we're I was born in Chile. And we came over here when I was between five and six years old with my parents. So me, my sister, and my mom and my dad. So we had no family. They just took a risk and came to Canada. So we basically landed in garbage bags and uh, and hustled, right? So that's that's basically, we moved a lot from Toronto, Mississauga, and then we ended up in Oakville. So we, we didn't have, grow up with that many things. So that's why I had to do something with my life. So... When I met Liz, we met in just after high school. So we had uh, we had our son very young. So I think uh, I was in my early, early, early twenties, and then we just became entrepreneurs, right? So we started. We purchased. Actually, we got into real estate really early. So she was actually working for Prudential as a off administrator. So mm-hmm. she overheard a, a good a good house going on the market near Oakville Place, and then we jumped all over it. So cool. we didn't know what we were doing, but we got it done. So Sometimes that's the best way to do it. That's it. Fast track later, we've uh, bought and sold several houses, fixed them up, sold them. We have a few investment properties in uh, Hamilton and uh, started a company. So I was doing my, I was actually working nights, then working days and working nights at a warehouse, working days doing cement molds when I was in my younger age, anything to, to try to pay the bills, right? So our parents were always struggled. It's not like they have ever had any money. So, but now they're doing okay. And so are we, right? So we just had to grind it through. So, yeah. and then that's when I did my apprenticeship through plumbing. So we learned the residential, commercial, industrial aspects. So I said, hey, why am I working for somebody when I can do it all myself, right? So yeah. took a risk, bought a truck and started my company. Actually, Liz is the one who... Uh, who uh, came up with the name Pro Results Plumbing? So <laughs> I'll give it to her. It's got a nice ring to it. It does have a nice ring. Now you've got, I think you've got more than one truck now. Yeah, we got uh, about four trucks on the road, nice. five guys. So it's going pretty good, you know. So got a couple investment properties in Hamilton too that we're trying to expand as well. So 
it's just been working out good. Hard work pays off. Yeah, that's good. What kind of jobs do you generally well, focus we, on? Well, we take on everything, right? We take on from the small toilet call to the big custom homes. Like we've done custom homes, 18,000 square feet, 15,000 square feet, and as, as small as 2,000 square feet, right? So we'll go do residential service. We've done restaurants, commercial, industrial. We tap into it, but there's so much you can do, right? So, And then obviously the huge sector on real estate, the Kitech. So yeah. <laughs> We've been doing that for several years now, so yeah. we get into a little bit of everything. Well, we were talking about Kitech before we started recording, um, and it's—I don't—I think the vast majority of the population probably know nothing about it. Um, can you explain just, I guess, the basics of what it is and who might be affected? Sure. It's—it um, it, came—it came out in 1995, and it was kind of the. The, the next thing from copper. So it was flexible piping with uh, an inner and an outer layer of polyurethane with, a, with a, a, a layer of aluminum in between those two. So it was great. It was a lot cheaper than copper. It was a lot easier to install. It was great, but again, it failed. Yeah. So it got recalled in 2007. So that's when basically everybody stopped installing it, manufacturing and everything. But in between then, there's a lot of subdivisions in Oakville, Milton, Waterdown, Stony Creek, Toronto, Mississauga, just everywhere. And basically what it comes down to is it starts deteriorating at a faster rate. So basically the the claim says it's all got to get removed. And then you everybody only has to... January 2020 to jump on the claim. So it's coming to an end really soon. So we're finding it, it's been, it's been increasing in uh, the amount of people that want it replaced. Crazy. So how would someone know if they have it? Well, typically the hot side is in orange and it, usually there's a lot of different names stamped on it. So f first of all, if you know that you have a subdivision home that was built between 1995 and 2007, it's a good chance that it's got Kitech in it. So that's step one. Yeah. And two, you look for orange on the hot side. Blue is blue, so we but it also comes in red. So a lot of times we tell everybody, uh, get a home inspector. If you have any concerns, you can always take a picture and email it to me. And yeah. then if 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 I think it, it is, and I can't really or I can't really tell, I'd be more than happy to come out and take a quick peek. Yeah, it's the importance of uh, home inspectors too during, especially during real estate transactions. Absolutely, because yeah, I wouldn't um, before Rod called me and explained what Kitech was. I, I would have no idea what to look for. I thought all pipes would have been you know totally fine. Yeah. Who knows that they're slowly, you know, corroding and breaking down. Yeah, exactly. Where do you typically find that the plumbing itself or the, the piping itself will fail? So it, well, it's always near the hot water tank. We find the most bad cases we found was near coming off the hot water tank. Sometimes it's hard to uh, to see where if a house does have Kitech, especially in condominiums, sometimes it's really tough because normally a good builder would have, say, copper coming out of the walls just mm -hmm. to make it look nice. And then in the mechanical room, sometimes you'll see a little bit going into a hot water tank. But if it's in an area that's totally finished, it gets a little tricky to find out what it is, right? So normally it says it starts corroding near the hot water tank off the hot side so what what happens is is the our hardness of water um, basically makes it corrode faster at an accelerated rate rate when it came to North America so a lot of the things fittings were made in Taiwan and we believe when I spoke to somebody from IPEX would say that somebody went into work one day 
they put too much zinc instead of brass content in the mix. So they made a whole bunch of faulty fittings, but then it got mixed into millions and millions of fittings, and then it just got dispatched across no North America. Yeah. So there's no way of knowing. So. And it's a big job to redo. So you've got to cut open walls, and then you got you yeah. guys are doing work. You've got yeah. drywallers, plastering, all that stuff. That's where Joel Painting. comes in. Yeah, that's when um, when I, I phoned Rod. Just we, We'd known each other for years, just as we were both apprentices before we started our own companies. And I just called the best plumber I knew and said, hey, I'm on my own. Let me know if I can help you, or are you willing to help me? And he Did said, they refer you to Rod? Uh, no, we, yeah. <laughs> we actually met at uh, Mr. Brian Baumler's house. So oh, cool. I was working for the plumbing company that was doing all of Brian's house, and Joel was hired by uh, Brian himself as a head carpenter there. So we became friends since then. That was what about 2012. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's been a while too. So I, I'm still doing all of Brian's uh, construction stuff here in Burlington. Yeah, and then we've we've made a couple appearances on Brian Inc. and uh, leave it to Brian. So he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's down south or doing something. Yeah, he's in the Bahamas right now. Yeah, they're uh, they're building Open their own little resort, resort right? Yeah, that's he's pretty got cool. his hands full down there, yeah. It seems like it, yeah. That's a pretty neat idea. Yeah, so so we met there just, um, you know, as kind of wide-eyed apprentices and looking to uh, to get out on our own someday. But um, So when I when I eventually did call Rod and let him know I was on my own, he said, hey, can you guys patch drywall and cut holes? And I said, yeah, why? He said, well, okay, well, let me tell you about Kitech and... We went from there. So, so yeah, I'll do all the, all the, I open up all the holes for Rod, um, and then I patch it all up um, and paint it and clean up and we're out of there. It's a lot less painful when you think you have to replumb your whole home. You right. know, you know, we see it a lot. People get pretty nervous. And, of course. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, we have it down to a science. It's pretty quick and painless now. Yeah. So, Rod, you mentioned the claim uh, until basically the end of the year. What is that claim and, and so what advantages uh, <laughs> or disadvantages are? Our understanding is that it, it got settled for 125 million. So obviously, 25 million of that went to the lawyers. So and there's 100 million left in a pot. So we haven't physically seen anybody get a reimbursement yet. So what we think is that it's basically they're going to take it all in till January, and then they're going to see how many people and divide what's left and and start distributing it. So. What what we always tell everybody, and it was actually on one of the news channels that not many Canadians are jumping on the claim. And every single one we go to, we say, hey, it doesn't hurt. Maybe it costs you the price of one stamp to fill out the forms and send it in, potentially get something back, right? So yeah. we always preach to register it for sure. Why not? It's free, right? So, And we're finding that... Lately, since the last three weeks, we've been going and getting about 15 to 20 quotes out on just Kitech right Jeez. now. So it's uh, it's getting pretty hectic right now in the real estate world. Or the average total cost for the replacement, the re like everything? Be See, it's, it's hard to give you a set number just because there's condos with one bathroom, two bathrooms, and then there's also townhouses, and then there's also, um, say, Lakeshore Woods in Oakville. 3,000 square foot houses. And then we've even done houses, we've quartered houses up in the bluffs, so up Guelph Line, and those were like 15,000 yeah, square huge. foot. Eight so, bathrooms, <laughs> yeah, tile imported from all over the place. So. Yeah. so it's kind of, it's hard, but usually you're looking at, it, my price would be anywhere from say $2,000 to 3,500. So it's not drastic. And then Joel's varies in price as well. So it all it all comes down. And that's why we always do site visits. It's not like we're gonna quote something without seeing it. We just ran into a condo where one wall had wallpaper and we have to cut right through it. So right. obviously we can't just give a price over the phone because then we would have, we'd have, would have missed that. And yeah. all of a sudden we're spending more time on site, right? Yeah. So 
Yeah, a good a good number. If you have you know three bathroom home, um, four bedrooms, we're probably about the ten to twelve thousand dollar range, unless there's some for a total all in. Um, yeah. Unless there's something extreme, you know, some circumstances we can't foresee. But yeah, yeah, it's not part. it's not cheap, but I mean the hey, if ten to twelve grand it, spent now well, is better than uh, your whole house getting flooded. Absolutely, especially if you're not home. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't take long. Good luck getting that insurance claim from your insurance company, right? Yeah, have you had it, that happen? Will insurance companies still cover it so, if it's Kitech? So if if you've hidden it from them, this is our understanding. If you hid hid it from them that you do have Kitech plumbing, and if they, especially if they've asked you about it. Um, then, then you may be at risk of not being covered if you said, no, we don't have Kitech, we have copper, and then your Kitech leave. I don't but, think I we've mean, got any questions from insurance companies, the ones that I've spoken to or through our clients that have specifically asked. No. So what we've noticed is that, um, over, like, we, I've been doing Kitech remediation for, say, going on four or five years now. So about four or five years ago, it was basically, oh, you have Kitech and everybody's like, yeah, and? <laughs> so, and then, so as the years went by, I'd get called out to give them quotes, but they're they would take my quote and then just ask for a reduction in the price. So now fast forward, say, a year from now, now it's getting to 50-50. Because, again, I talked to a couple insurance brokers, and they're always about five years behind time. So they had no idea. I called one insurance. He's like, what's Kitech? So, oh, wow. And then I talked to him recently, and he said, as of May 8th, they're taking on no more houses with Kitech. So he even told me that once one one more, one more um, insurance company takes the lead on something, they all slowly fall. Sure, so yeah. why it's important that they're not taking it is if it's going to fall through on financing if they don't have insurance on the property, right? So that's why a lot of a lot of clients aren't aren't buying them and then fixing them themselves. They want to remediate it before they take possession or else it's just going to fall through on financing. And it's right? important to remember too, um, I do a lot of work for insurance restoration. So we do the repairs after fire or flood, and they'll call. They'll um, they'll cover the resulting damage of a Kitech leak, but they will not cover you to replace the Kitech itself. You're on the hook for fixing if it's a leaky foundation, whatever that is. You have to. You're on the hook to pay for the fix, and they'll pay for the resulting damage. Right. So some people think, well, if it leaks, I'll just have. You know, I won't pay the ten grand now. I'll just wait for the insurance to fix it. But you'll still be on the hook for that ten. And now you've got your drywall on the floor because you just had a flood. Yeah. Well, if you bought your house in '95. It's probably about due for a reno. So if it happens, <laughs> it's probably not all that bad. Yeah, and we can help you out with that too, right? Yeah. So we also do a lot of um, presentations and meetings for real estate offices. I do sponsor the real estate board in Oakville, Milton. So we've put in a couple of presentations for them. But it's more to educate the realtor coming in to try to keep them away from any kind of liability. And we've run into a couple of examples where where a realtor's got a little bit into sticky waters, right? So, and uh, we try to educate them that if you don't know, then just call somebody that knows, right? Don't don't jump in, don't try to assist. Always recommend a home inspector, because again, if you say, oh, this is a great deal, you gotta jump on it, don't even bother with doing any home inspections, then it might come back and bite you, right? So some people might be more concerned about getting paid than the rem- ramifications of exactly. what could go wrong yeah so um are there any particular builders that you can think of that might have been more likely to use it than another it's it's not really the builder per se it's no. what happens is the builder will will get the job and they'll build the house and, and then they'll hire the yeah. plumbing company and it would have been up to the plumbing company to use whatever is up Right. Up, up for sale or up to code at those standards. And there was nothing wrong with Kitech back in the day. So they, anybody could have used it, right? So 
Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't want to get in trouble by any builders right now. Yeah, I, I, I figured that would come up. Very diplomatic, yeah. Very yeah. good. <laughs> every single Mattamy home built between 2000 and... Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start taking pictures of every single house now, and I'll, your phone's going to be going even more often now. So. <laughs> it's good to know. So yeah, it's it's been keeping us busy, but the whole that whole sector of it is not f- solely what we what we um, what we try to get work from, right? So we do we do a lot of custom homes in Oakville, Burlington, Mississauga area. We do a lot of commercial, a lot of service calls. So that's one thing that me and Joel have tag, tagged up on. There's a lot of companies out there who've who've just made their whole company just to repair this Kitech. But what's going to happen when Kitech dries up, right? Are they just going to shut down? And what about all the warranties that they said? Oh, you're still warranty for five years 10 years but they're no longer in business so what's going to happen then right yeah. so we're not we're just trying to educate more than anything right so the work comes and we can do it but we're out there to educate a lot of realtors on what's going on yeah so step one for homeowners is first to identify if they have Kitech plumbing yep next step is call you yeah they give us a call we book an appointment we come in it doesn't take off long like condos we're in and out in about 15 minutes just that we answer a lot of questions from the homeowners and disgruntled homeowners who's responsible for it in the condo see in the condo anything that's inside the condo in your actual unit is the responsibility of the tenant so that's where a lot of um, condo buildings have have called meetings just to tell everybody that uh, their unit's will have Kitech in it and it's just been a nasty situation. It's people yelling back and forth and people saying, well, why do I have to pay if, if you guys built this? So uh, we've actually been yelled at a few times on the phone, but I just let people vent because yeah, again, it's it's hard for people, right? Especially in some condominiums where they're forcing the people to do, if not, they're, they're putting liens on their property. How is uh, like little Miss Betty, who's on set income every month, going to be able to pay four or $5,000 to replace her unit, right? Yeah. So they could have- six months months of notice exactly if they've closed it like a few years ago then they could actually start saving up their money for it right yeah i think the only reason why they're actually telling people now is that they want to make sure they're they're beating the claim because if they didn't tell them to after the claim then they'd be in a lot of trouble right now yeah well i think i mean it's really it's no different than a house like yeah the builder you know isn't responsible for it at this point either so why would the the condo management company, corporation, whatever. Um, I think it's just the perception of when people buy condos. They often feel like, okay, I have, you know, next to no responsibilities. Or they uh, feel like because they pay the maintenance fee. Yeah, they shouldn't right, have that. Right. The owner should be on the condo corporation to do those repairs, but it's you still have that same responsibility. As I'm sure the condo corporation has common areas that they have to repair. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, people, you know, they often tell us that they're going to fight, um, like it went to their property management company and, um, you know, we wish them luck, but we haven't seen a whole lot of success think, there. I can't imagine they would. Yeah. Okay. Let's get off this Kitech <laughs> shit, right? Uh, you guys have any funny stories? Uh, any interesting stories from the job sites? Anything cool that you've seen? Anything or that had to redo? Yeah. Any bad jobs you had to go fix? Like uh, dead squirrels and plumbing? I don't fucking know. <laughs> maybe HVAC. Yeah. I remember um, one of the one of the weird moments I had just kind of working with around the TV business was um, we were building a house up in Campbellville for a certain gentleman, and he had a very very nice brand new sports car in his garage that we had just finished epoxying. Must be dead mouse. 
<laughs> and uh, we, so there I was, um, you know, freshly licensed carpenter. And my task was to build some kind of a, a plywood ramp, just what we had on site to lower a Ferrari from a 12 inch raised up slab in one garage, 30 feet through a dirt road and up into a barn that was another two feet high. I would not want that responsibility. No, no. And it was just plywood that we found, you know, kind of laying around job site. Your uh, skateboard we, ramp building skills came into <laughs> handy there, didn't it? Hey, I never thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it was, uh, yeah, I mean, my hands were sweating to say the least watching, um, you know, a $200,000 sports car rolling down some bending plywood and Jeez. across a muddy, uh, muddy job site and into a barn where it was then covered in dust for the next six months. Wow. But uh, yeah, it was one of those situations that you never, they don't teach you that in trade school no they don't prepare you for the ferrari ramp building that you might have to do (laughs) (laughs) not sure your insurance would cover any as long as you weren't driving it you're probably okay maybe yeah yeah Yeah. who knows rod's still thinking yeah Yeah. i'm still thinking there's there's fuck my job's boring (laughs) (laughs) no there's a lot of inappropriate stuff for sure (laughs) but no there's one time where uh, it was actually a kite quote back to kite but it was pretty it wasn't funny to the actual uh customer but it was pretty funny for everybody else i told the stories that uh i used to um i did one kite job with an old buddy of mine that i went to high school with right and um he also runs another construction company. This is way back when I first started. And uh, so I used to send my quote to him and he used to send it out to the customer. So I, I sent my quote and then in the message, uh, he owed me some money for a month, right? So I was a little vulgar and I was like, hey, pay up, B word, right? So, and then um, doesn't he just take my quote and oh, just no. forward it to the customer? <laughs> and so the customer then thought that it was, uh, it was, it was meant for her to pay up. But it totally got taken out. It's not like I was asking for any money, but yeah, yeah. but nevertheless, awkward. Nevertheless, <laughs> the client and was from your office. Oh yeah, in in the Oakville office. So <laughs> my lovely wife calls me. She's like, "What the hell are you talking about? What, what kind of emails are you sending?" And I never heard the end That's of that. Rule. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's terrible. You got to be careful with text nowadays too. 100%. Like I've, I, well, just literally before we started, I had a client text me and said something about, "Can you pick up the kids on your way home?" So like, and I, I've done it too, where I send messages that I shouldn't have. Fortunately, nothing. You send those to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't mind sending them to you. Um, but I've had some clients send me some pretty funny things that was like intended for the bedroom and I should not have got it but funny nevertheless so. as easy as clicking reply all instead of just reply and then yeah everyone's reading what you wrote or yeah you, you send the wrong message to the wrong person is always great to, oh yeah. sorry uh, erase that please. yeah you should have a feature where you have like 10 seconds to undo yeah. it yes that would be very yes. helpful I agree what are the uh, latest trends that you guys are seeing right now um, on both sides from from the construction side uh, from the plumbing side Anything uh, that's particularly trendy that uh, well, plumbing, you should know yeah. about? Plumbing is always updating every second, right? Now we got basically digital systems for your shower. No more shower valves. It's all Kohler has got the the new one out. It's called the DTV system. So basically, it's a screen the size of your iPhone, and you can use, even mount it in your bedroom. So and it's all touchscreen, so you can adjust the water, what body jets, what shower heads, anything, and then you, it's already turns it on for you, and you walk into the shower. So it's all digital systems, wall hung toilets, all there's so much stuff like bathtub fillers from the ceiling. It's, it's, it's all over the place. It all depends on how much money you want to spend. What are some of the fanciest features you've seen on a toilet? Oh, the I've seen or like, most expensive. I've seen like 
It costs tens Adrian's of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I want to know what they get for that money. We installed the $6,000 toilet at my cost. So it's retail is probably closer to 10. Yeah. And it's all motion. So you walk up and the lid just flops up for you. You sit down, you do your business and it has a spray one for the man, spray two for the woman, has aromatherapy, a blow dryer, everything, the whole works. <laughs> <laughs> and a remote control. So it's a really fancy toilet. Your washroom visits all of a sudden take twice as long. <laughs> you know their iPhone's going into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a USB connector to charge There you your go. Phone. For the price of uh, ignoring your Kitech problem, you can have that toilet for a little while. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You sell it when you have to replace it. That's not a bad idea. I exclude, that's a new, well, maybe one fixture you'd exclude from the sale. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take it with you to the next house. For sure. Can you imagine if you're a potential buyer and you're seeing that in a listing? Yeah, toilet. I would totally want to try it out. I'd be like... I got to try the toilet before I buy it, right? <laughs> well, it does also have the black light too. So then you, you know if it's dirty or not too. So it's very That's high not so good. Really? Yeah, so it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, definitely. Um, the eco, a lot of eco builds are happening now. If you drive, especially in Oakville, you drive along Lakeshore, you'll see a lot of the low VOC builds. Um, yeah. You know, the, the recycled water, the, you know, radiate, radiant floor heating. So it's, um, it's a good, I think it's a good thing. Um, my apprentice uh, is from, he, he did a George, program at George Brown and they focused a lot on eco-friendly builds and, and how to reduce our footprint a little bit. Cause, mm-hmm. You know, we throw a lot of, um, a lot of dumpsters in the landfill every year full of renovation stuff. So how can we, how can we help reduce that? Yeah. That's a hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots to talk about there for sure. Right. Adds significantly to the building construction costs, I would think. And that's yeah. the thing I've noticed too, that all these houses are so airtight and they cost so much money to build. Like you're never going to get your money back from it, but I guess you got to go green, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder how long the last, cause like you, people now are moving into century homes and they're still in decent shape. Yeah. I can't imagine many of the homes that are being built today, especially the, all the cookie cutter uh, subdivisions that they're going to be anywhere near the same condition after that long. Right. Yeah. The, the building code, um, the Ontario building code, we're kind of, we're aiming for century homes. You want a hundred year build for all your finishes and um, doesn't always work out that way, but that's certainly the goal when I guess whoever the powers that be are writing the code books that they're, they're hoping for a hundred year old buildings before yeah. much structural maintenance is required, if any, but yeah. yeah, I guess only time will tell. That's our grandkids problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're far more efficient though. So yeah, they've, yeah, got, they've got that. By the way, have you looked at the shingles on your home lately? <laughs> are there some missing? Oh, there's some that there's going to be water penetrating through them soon. I don't but, think so. I looked. I was actually talking to another contractor and they only require by code is if you can correct me if I'm wrong, three eight ply on the roof. It, that's all they require. And that's why all the shingles are just ripping right off because there's nothing to grab that's onto. Tiny, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've always used the half inch ply. Yeah, um, for sure. At least with all the, with all the proper H clips and everything for, for storms. But uh, yeah, in terms of if it's three eighths is code, I'd have to look into that. Yeah. And basically you could just watch somebody walking across your roof, just ready to go in. Wow. And if you really think about it, what, it, what's the nail actually grabbing? That's why they're just ripping off by dozens. Yeah. No, roof, no right? meat on that bone, right? Nothing. Yeah. Well, there's certain areas, even in Milton, I've spoke, I've spoken with um, a couple of roofing companies. Like if you go um, to the uh, west side of Brawny Street, south of Derry, that particular pocket, which right. is called Harrison, uh, that area is known for having terrible roofs. And I'm sure it's a lot of the wind coming off the escarpment there maybe, but um, 
that could be something to do with the way they constructed those homes too. A lot of those were actually built indoors. Remember when they were doing that? Oh yeah, they were building them in that big I warehouse. Don't, I don't know. In the Harrison out. neighborhood. Yeah. Oh yeah, because um, Tonelli, all Tenelli. of that street was yeah. built. Uh, and yeah. you know what? Sometimes it's as easy as the roofer that morning had the compressor set up too high, and right. and their their roofing gun was just driving the nails a little bit too deep and, and breaking that protective layer, and yeah. they don't have again enough meat on the bone and. You know, it could be a whole subdivision with the same compressor that was set too high and yeah. blasting nails a little too deep. And it's a big, big business roofing, and it seems like anyone could do it. Maybe it's easy, but it's it's easy, but not simple. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's lots. Um, yeah, lots you got to think about. Lots of liability. Yeah, your whole roof could be gone if your, your compressor set too high. Yeah, I wouldn't. Want I don't want that. There. I could never do that job. Yeah, it's a long day. Those are those guys work hard. Well, even as an owner, like you have to worry that your guys are tied off properly, right? Sure. The last thing you want is somebody falling off the roof. Well, too. I saw someone the other day. There was one guy up there tied off, and there was a woman up there, and she wasn't tied off. She was just walking around. I was like, <laughs> that's crazy, especially nowadays. Like, the there's so much talk about it. Work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were telling me not that long ago that one of your clients hired an inspector that we had no association with or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. and he just got up on the roof and just started no, walking around. Client. There was uh, so we were selling a house. This oh, was, it was one of our listings. We were selling a house in Meadowville, and all of our listings we set up um, our Wi-Fi cameras so that we can our clients can monitor people coming and going for showings. Yeah, and um, this camera was mounted just on the soffit, kind of. Um, of the garage and anyway so we sold it they were doing the home inspection and they were in front of the camera talking and the home and this is during the winter the roof is covered in snow and the home inspector uh, gets out his ladder and he says to the his client go into the kitchen grab a the biggest pot you can find and fill it with boiling water so this guy would he got the pot of boiling water and went up onto the roof with it i'm like you're crazy like <laughs> What are you? I couldn't believe it. So that's a talent in itself, climbing up a ladder with the, with the boiling, boiling water. Clients under there looking up at you, like ballsy. Yeah. Maybe Joel, maybe you can answer this. But if in that situation, or you know, if it's a contractor, um, in this case, it was a home inspector, whose insurance covers who? If you guys are hurt, is it your own insurance? So if this guy would have fallen off the ladder, right? And hurt himself. I would think his would cover it. The home inspectors. That, that's why it's important to have contractors that are insured. That are insured and Bonded also have insured. the WSIB, the bonding, everything. Um, because if they're not, and they're just you know a neighbor down the street who's handy, and and they fall, they could come after you and your insurance. Right. But that's my understanding. Thank God I haven't had to deal a whole lot with, or at all, at least being on my own with insurance. We got claims. lots of wood behind. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, gotta, gotta reach a knock on that, right? Um, yeah, so I mean, um, as far as I know, you, you could come after the homeowner if if you don't if that contractor is not properly insured and, and bonded and WSIB is not up to date. And yeah. that's why we Which always like a to ton do ton of them. Sure, it's oh. all these fly by night people doing. Well, even my cleaning lady. Yeah. Last week she's standing on this little stool cleaning uh, the top cabinet. I assure you, like, she's not insured. Oh, she's <laughs> definitely not insured. And if she falls and yeah. breaks a hip. It's going okay. on our insurance. It's oh. our ass, right? Well, yeah. just like uh, the town of Oakville, in order for us to be contractors, in order to work in town of Oakville, we have to do police record check. We have to, I have to supply a copy of my red seal trade plumber's license and a $2 million liability that can be put up to $10 million all under the town of Oakville's name. Wow. So, and, and then obviously pay my $500 
a year. <laughs> they never but forget that. Again, we've also been stopped at Coronation Park on Lakeshore where the town's there and MTO's there and they pull you in and they ask for your contractor's license because if they catch you even driving in Oakville and you don't have your, your uh, contractor's license to work in Oakville, they can kick you out, obviously, and, and then fine you. Wow. And then the second time is a big fine. I've never heard so, that. So that's why we do our due diligence, especially because we're doing a lot of condo work, a lot of Kitech replacement and all new builds that in order for us to work in these projects, we have to abide by the rules. So. Any other municipalities where they do that? Uh, Burlington doesn't. I don't believe they don't. Toronto does. But again, we, I don't. I try to stay away from Toronto. Yeah. It's, it's just too much driving, too much traffic, too much headache. Yeah. <laughs> I get sure. calls all the time and they're willing to pay. And I even I worked for another builder who had a project in Toronto. And I'm like, you know what? I, I got to tack on Over, the driving yeah, time. Yeah. So I priced it really high. And then I was... To not get it. And then he's like, okay, so when do you want to start? <laughs> so I told him I was too busy after. <laughs> That's but, funny. Yeah, so we try to buy, buy all the rules possible. So we don't want to get into any legal issues or any any problems with yeah, anybody. And it's, you know, it's a little more expensive to do that, but I mean, it has to be worth it at the end, right? Um, oh. Like WSIB, it actually just went down. I'm not sure who to thank for that, but thank you to whoever it was. But we were paying as a builder dealing with structural builds. I was paying seven and a quarter percent on every dollar. Was going to WSIB. Wow. Um, so, so all my insurable earnings were being taxed seven and a quarter, and it, it gets tricky and hard to you know compete against guys that aren't worried about that at all. But I know um, I believe in the system; it's got to work. So that's changed. What do yeah, you, it's what are you changed. paying now? I think it's down to four, four point two or four. I think 4. ours dropped down as well too, like maybe two, because mm -hmm. we don't use the power tools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's to thank for that, but it helps. Big help. Oh yeah. 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 Well, the gas price doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> when you yeah got we got some big gas tanks. To oh, fill. yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is my truck's 120 liters, so that's a big bill, plus all my other vans on the road. So I got quite a... And that's why people say, why do plumbers charge so much, right? So we're paying for WSIB. We're paying for the maintenance of our trucks. We're paying for gas. We're paying for permits. We're paying for everything, right? So if somebody, oh, you guys are so expensive, but look at our overhead. Well, just tell them to do it themselves. <laughs> Hey, you get what you pay for in any yeah, business, exactly, right? Exactly. Whether you're a carpenter, you're building homes, you're doing plumbing, you're a realtor, whatever, you get what you pay for. Oh, for sure. Um, and like, yeah, you can go. There's always somebody willing to do it for cheaper. Well, yeah. yeah if you don't let have, them fight it out. If you don't have an overhead, like if you're a one-man army, for sure you can keep those costs low. But if you have four guys, five guys, and you're paying for a shop, you're paying for gas, you're paying for all of that, obviously your overhead's more and you have to charge more, right? So... Not like we want to. <laughs> we have oh, to. we also have the peace of mind of working for or having somebody do it that's reputable, that if there's a problem, you can fall back on them to get it fixed. For sure. A lot of the other independents may not yeah, hold so, up to that. So you could check, uh, if you're in Oakville, you could check the, the city. They've got a list of approved contractors there. You can ask your contractor for a you know, clearance certificate from WSIB. Um, a lot of times I get my clients as a named uh, applicant on my insurance as well. So so I just call my insurance guy, same with Rod, and we just put them as a named insured on our policy and give them a copy and off to the races. Yeah, like um, I was just talking to Joel outside about a, there's a certain condo condo board that's not getting back to us because I don't know, maybe they're just too busy, but I need a contractor's license number to work in the condominiums to be replacing Kitech actually, and uh, they're not getting back to me. So I don't know if the, I don't know what the deal is. So I actually just sent an email telling the homeowners that hey, it's not me that's delaying this process. I've tried, I've tried. So I said if it's an ease of mine, I'll put my insurance on 
uh, under your your unit and your building, I can provide you with a license and I can provide you with WSIB clearance. So at least it's a peace of mind for the homeowner, right? Because they don't want you, somebody to slip and fall and then you have to sue them if something happens. And still, the safety of your guys too is WSIB. Mm-hmm. You got to obey by that, right? You never know. Anything could happen, right? Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. Not worth messing around with. No, not at all. It's not worth it. Just to save, say, a couple of thousand a year, you know, yeah. somebody could knock on wood, get seriously injured and can't walk and do nothing, right? So at least they're, they know that they're covered as well. So just never know. Cool. Anything you guys wanted to talk about otherwise? I noticed you've got some trophies on your window still there. I was just curious as to what those were. Yeah. For podcast excellence or? That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Realtor of the year. Partic- Realtor of the year. Participation, Participation awards. awards. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually nice awards, but we don't uh, really talk about them. No, they, look, they look great there. So. Yeah. Thanks. They're, uh, they help to, I don't know, hold the windows closed. We can prop the window closed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're actually nice and heavy. Attract, attract customers from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian doesn't like to... Uh, I don't like bragging about stuff. Doesn't no, like to I brag or gloat, but uh, yeah. they are Centurion and Grand Centurion and Pinnacle Awards um, for being top one of the top teams for Century 21 in Canada. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we don't... Uh, you know, this... For us, it's... Um, sometimes you have to just enjoy what you do and mm-hmm. the let the passion exude and, and work hard and hustle mm-hmm. and uh, the reward is it's nice when it's recognized right? it's uh, it comes with it right so we don't take it for granted but we just don't talk about it yeah well I mean it's you know we work hard and do well and uh, we will continue to but yeah we don't brag about it um, and I'd, I think like every single realtor. Adrian's the kind of guy says that if you're number five, well, why the fuck weren't we number four? I'm never, I'm never <laughs> If happy. you're number one, he's like, why don't we own this shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm never content, but, and that, that's what keeps us going, I think. So, but thanks for your observation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody wants to follow these guys on Instagram, uh, Rod is at pro results plumbing. Yep. And Joel is at Lions Valley Carpentry. You got it. And I noticed there was already a follow from you guys, so that was that was quick. I yes, make that. sure you follow back, otherwise you will not be reinvited. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, thanks uh, for sharing some of the insight. Uh, I know quite a few people actually now listening that will want to know: Do we have this plumbing they're talking about? So, yeah. so don't be surprised if uh, if we're texting you and saying, "Hey." Uh, these people listened and uh, they want to know more. Yeah. yeah. If anything, uh, you, you can give us a call. You can send us some pictures, email, text it right to us. And like I said, if we can't determine it, we're more than happy to take a site visit and uh, check it out. Yeah. And just um, don't freak out because we can take care of it. No problem. It's not as scary as you think. We're done in and out. We start on Monday. Uh, most cases we're done Thursday afternoon and you're back up for the weekend. So. Yeah, it's, well, just, it's, uh, it's worth the phone call. Anyways, it's hard to find good trades. I mean, I know some people that are like at the work that are uh, artists, like amazing work, and the quality of workmanship is excellent. But they're unreliable. They're hard to get a hold of. They often don't finish the job. Like you got to really right. be on. They their forget case. about things. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's nice to have. 
people on here that we can now, uh, people, if they're looking for any work, they've got people to call. Yeah, Plus, if uh, Liz finds out I did something bad, <laughs> I would yeah. never hear the end of it. <laughs> it's a small world in real estate, so people talk and they want to keep everybody happy. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, well, thanks for having us. Thanks for being on. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good job. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was fun. Awesome. Yeah, good job. Hey guys, thank you so much. That's it for episode 27. Thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you click that follow button now wherever you happen to be listening to us and check us out on Instagram at Cormendi Trot.